Nothing But The Words, episode number 19, Write Bigger. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. So yesterday, I spent about six hours on Zoom calls coaching clients who are probably a lot like you. They're writing books to grow their business. They're writing books to get more visibility and earn more money. They're writing books to reach people and to give them knowledge, inspiration, transformation, and, and even entertainment or some combination of those things. And among those clients, some are writing memoirs, some are writing how-to books, some are sharing their subject matter expertise. I have been so inspired to see their progress in recent weeks. Selfishly, it makes me feel like I'm achieving my goal of creating more value this year than ever before, but I'm also inspired by the transformation I know their books will bring to other people. Their books are really going to help people achieve their goals. I'm super excited about bringing some of those authors on to talk about their books after they're published. I've also had a lot of consultation calls, though, with people who are thinking about writing books. And many of them have really great ideas. Some have big ideas, world-changing ideas. All of them, though, I believe, can develop their ideas from good to great. The problem is that some of them are thinking too small. If you want to write a book that really has a positive impact on the world, or on a particular community, or on a particular niche, if you want to write a book that positions you as an expert beyond a specific subject, as a big thinker, as a thought leader, then you have to write bigger. If the ideas are too small, then it won't position you that way. It may get readers the results they want, but it may not get you the results you want, which is to be seen as, if if this is the case for you, to be seen as a thought leader in your industry or in the world. So that may sound like something really huge to take on, but it's actually not as challenging as you might think. There are a couple of ways you can do it fairly easily as a part of the writing process. And one of those ways is to connect your topic to historical events. We all know whether we enjoyed history in school or not, we all know that history matters, right? It's how we learn about who we are and the decisions we should make in the future. So I'll give you an example. My friend and colleague and sometimes writing partner, May Respicio, recently published her second middle grades novel. Now stay with me because She's writing fiction, she's writing for kids, but this applies to any genre. It's not just for fiction or kid lit. In Any Day With You, the protagonist, Kaya, wants to spend her summer vacation doing something that will impress her grandfather. Kaya's grandfather immigrated to the U.S. from the Philippines as a young man, and through the story, we learn about his history growing up in the Philippines, but particularly as a Filipino soldier who fought alongside U.S. soldiers in World War II. Now, I never knew there were Filipino soldiers who fought alongside U.S. soldiers in World War II. Mind you, I am not a history buff, but I did take American history in high school, was required to graduate. Those more than 250,000 Filipino soldiers fought alongside our U.S. soldiers. They were promised 
that they would receive the same veterans benefits, but they and their families were robbed of those benefits. Those benefits were rescinded after they helped us win. Now, that's not cool. (laughs) It's an ugly fact, but it's an important part of history and few people know about it, but it's important and relevant. It's relevant in putting so many things in perspective, immigration, Filipino-U.S. relations, our role in WW2, our role in the world, right? It helps us put all those things in perspective. Now, the author, May, she could have just told her story. It was a great adventure. It's a love story about family, but without being preachy or teachy, she wove in this background information and connected her book to larger issues by positioning her fictional story as a part of our real world history. Now she wrote this book for children, but she trusted that they will be able to process that information, understand how it affected not just the character in the book, but also so many people in the real world. She trusts her readers to be able to make those connections. You can easily connect your memoir to historical events. One of my clients writes about Hurricane Katrina in her memoir. Even though she didn't live or work in the Gulf region, it did have an impact on her. She writes about many historical events. In fact, she opens most of the chapters in her memoir with a relevant historical event. But this did affect her indirectly, but she brings it in and it's something every reader will instantly have an image of when we hear Hurricane Katrina. So there's no topic you can't connect to history in a meaningful way. A marriage book can look at the changing view of marriage in society, and it has definitely changed. A book on technology can show the roots of that technology and how it has over time made a difference in people's lives. A book about leadership principles could examine great leaders in history or just as importantly, flawed leaders in history or forgotten leaders. It can evaluate the way our view of leadership has changed. I could really go on and on listing examples, but you probably have some popping up in your mind right now. And I'm sure you could add to that list of possibilities. You don't have to be documenting a historical event to utilize history to make your book more significant and more substantial. Almost any book you want to write can be made bigger and more significant by connecting your content with historical events because history matters. You can also make your book deeper, richer, and more significant by writing bigger, by connecting your book to social, political, or cultural issues. Now, some people will blanch at that. I don't want to get political. Well, you don't have to. That's a choice. But by political, I don't mean necessarily partisan. Politics is bigger than partisanship, and it's not the only thing in our culture you can talk about. There are other social and and cultural issues that you can connect your book to. So let me give you an example. When I coached uh, Brandi Harvey while she was writing her book, Breakthrough Sold Separately, she did this naturally. Brandi is a gifted writer and a brilliant thinker, so this was pretty instinctual for her. Brandi connected to a social or cultural issue in nearly every chapter of her book. I'm thinking now, I can't think of one that's not connected to something larger than what she's teaching people how to do. Here's an example. When she talks about the value of mental health therapy, she doesn't just say, go get therapy, it's good for you. She also dives into the cultural reasons many African-Americans, especially Black women, don't get therapy, why they don't think it's appropriate for them or important enough for them to do. And she addresses those reasons and makes her argument for not just the reader going to go get therapy, but for changing the culture. 
even if it's not instinctual for you to make those connections, you can still make them. You can connect your topic to related social, political, or cultural issues. This will give your book so much more depth and breadth and value and staying power. So what kinds of social, political, and cultural issues can you connect to? Anything that's relevant. Anything that's relevant to your topic, anything that will resonate with your reader. I can't tell you what it is for your book, but I'll give you some examples. A book on screenwriting, for example, could teach you how to write a screenplay while also examining the portrayal of so-called ethnic characters in movies, because it could show a study of some of those screenplays. A book on dance could bring in the lack of access many children have to classical ballet training because of the cost. If you have ever had a child in ballet, you understand me. It's incredibly expensive. Or it could include references to the many cultures that have influenced American dance styles. It could include the ways dance has influenced our larger fashion and beauty cultures. People don't think about what goes into the writing of a cookbook, but I've done it, so I know. An Italian cookbook could document, while giving us delicious recipes, of course, could document the way immigration to the U.S. caused classical Italian cooking to evolve into American Italian cuisine. The connections really are endless. You don't want to be making endless connections, though. You can just choose a few may only be one, just depends on how what you need for your book. You can just choose one or a few things that you want to connect your book to. Your unique interests, beliefs, and experiences will determine which connections you make. Now, let me say this. If you're writing a straight-up how-to book, you don't need to necessarily write bigger. You can give people the information they want, illustrate the steps with stories that position you as the expert, and wrap it up. There's nothing wrong with that kind of book. In fact, it can be extremely valuable for the person who just wants to get the info and get busy implementing. I have a client who writes how-to books that his readers can read on an on a plane ride. And he knows this because they will often message him and say, your book was great. I read it on the flight home. <laughs> he couldn't do that if he was trying to write about bigger ideas. And that's not what his readers are looking for when they purchase his book. He is not necessarily looking to position himself in that way either. He's using the book to position himself as a very specific kind of expert on the topic that he's writing about, and he's using it to lead readers to his business. He does it masterfully. So if your book is straightforward, to the point how to, this concept may not be for you. However, if you're writing a memoir, if you're writing a book to demonstrate your subject matter expertise in a way that will position you as a broader thought leader, if you want to be positioned as a big thinker, if you want to create the most value for your readers and readers of the future in that particular way, you should think bigger. Maybe you have an inkling that the Great Migration is somehow connected to your book on leadership, or you can connect it. Maybe the Civil Rights Act opened the door for what you want to write about to happen at all, and so you bring that history into your book. Maybe the race to space is is relevant to your book on a modern-day technology. Be willing to take the time and do the necessary research. We have information at our fingertips, not just on laptops and computers anymore, but on our phones. It's so readily available. There's really no excuse not to do the research if you believe it'll make your book better. In most cases, you won't ever have to get up out of your chair and go to the library or anything. I have a friend who is writing 
a book that does require, it's a book on historical events and it requires her to find first person or primary sources as much as possible. So she's got to get up and go to historical societies. Right now we're still at stay at home, especially in her state and she can't do it, but she still finds ways to get on the phone and do interviews, talk to people who lived during, well, these people didn't live during that time, but descendants of people who lived during that time and to keep making progress on her book because the information is so available to us these days. So if you choose to think bigger, if you choose to connect your book to larger historical events, to events that are more relevant to our culture, um, our society, to politics, whatever the case may be, it's a bigger idea, you're going to write an intensely better book. It will be worth the time and the effort. That's it for this week's episode. I'm getting off my Think Bigger soapbox now and I'm going off to do some writing of my own. If you found this episode helpful, I'd really appreciate a fantastic review from you on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews really do make a huge difference in helping people to find the show. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Kate L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.